Well, welcome to the Deliver You podcast series, where we bring you our best thinking on various topics related to running a business, but with our slant. We at Deliver You believe that work is worship, and that God uses entrepreneurs like you to help advance his kingdom. As such, it is our calling to teach tested strategies for personal growth and development, offer practical tools to accomplish your dreams and goals, and to come alongside to support deliberate, incremental change that is rooted in the application of timeless truths. This podcast is part of a series looking at the area of recruitment, from finding candidates to even consider through to the onboarding process. We're recording this particular podcast in early 2022 during a time of much difficulty for business owners to find employees to fill a variety of roles. So we hope you will find the time to engage with the entire series. And I have with me, as previously, uh, Bria Robertson, our client experience manager, and myself, Matthew Eckert, host and a senior consultant. Well, this podcast is all around interviewing. Of all the topics we are covering, I'm looking forward to this one the most. And I think Bria is too, as this is something that everyone has to engage with at some point in time to hire that particular client. And interviewing is one of those pieces, Bria, that is so um, interesting, can be so uh, strange perhaps at times, particularly for an owner who may not interview people regularly. It's not their job. They're not an HR full-time person. And so to con- conduct a successful interview Boy, I got to think that preparation is so, so key. And now we're going to get into, uh, you know, three areas of question that we want to look at, but just give me your first gut overall thoughts. Boy, what you, you've done a bunch of interviews, but what do you personally experience? I'm sure it's not always easy. And what have you seen in our clients that they've experienced in interviewing? What is going well and, and what people often miss? So I'll kind of open it up first in a broad way. Sounds good. Yeah. So I think like, one of the big things about interviewing is it can be so intimidating for both you and for the person who's being interviewed. Mm. Depending on how often that person gets interviewed, they may have either been rejected a lot or they may be just like, this is their first interviews in like eight years because they've moved jobs or whatever that might look like. And so it can be hard for, I think, both of you to get into that space and feel like I feel confident in what I'm and what I'm bringing to the table here. I feel confident in what I'm doing as a uh, as an employer and how to interview them. So one of the big things that you can do at the beginning of your interview is really make this person feel comfortable. One, to care for them as a person, but also it, the more that person can feel comfortable, the more their true self will appear. Mm. And so if you are only really playing to their strict interview self, you aren't going to get the answers that you necessarily need or want. You won't know who they are and you won't know if they'll actually fit. You'll just know what facade or what they're presenting. Now, not that everyone's presenting a facade, but it's just so popular right now. I remember being in, uh, in careers class and our careers teacher was telling us how to write inter- write our resumes. And she's like, even if you haven't had a job, write um, on your resume, let's say you mow the lawn for your parents, you are a lawn care specialist. <laughs> and I'm like, but you aren't a lawn care specialist. And if someone read that on your, on your resume and actually thought you were a lawn care specialist and never asked you about your job at this certain address as a lawn care specialist, they wouldn't know. And so I think that's the big thing is 
that there is this appearance of you have to have a facade on to be able to get a job. And so what we really want to do is bring down that barrier and help them just one, be comfortable because we want to care for them, but also be comfortable because they're going to show their true selves in that interview. Um, So I think that's one of the things is that people go into interviews with a lot of nerves. And as we keep talking about, if you're prepared, it's a lot easier to not go into those with nerves. Even if you had someone who has walked through the questions with you so you can understand like, hey, I know what I'm talking about. And then just reassuring yourself that you know what you're talking about and you know that you're looking to make a great company. And so just portray that. And, and that stuff, that's, that's really attractive for people in, in jobs. They really want to work at a company where the owner is really passionate about what they're doing and really enjoys working on the team. So I think like, that's the big thing is how do you portray a really exciting environment and a real environment and also make them feel comfortable. That's what I would say. Even as you're talking in, in previous podcasts of this series, and I recommend people listen to the entire series, we've often recommended to engage with existing staff. So what it would look like, even as I'm, I'm thinking this as you're talking, what would it look like to bring a current staff member in who has a similar role, let's say, and almost do a mock interview with them and ask them, does this actually, does the space I'm in look good? And maybe they can, and you may think this is corny, but maybe this is the best thing you could actually do is to interview a current staff member as though they're applying for a job and get their advice on how you are engaging, what the room setup looks like, what you're wearing. Does that even help, I guess? I'm just throwing that out there as an idea, but perhaps that's a good way of doing this. Yeah, and especially if you're nervous, that could be really helpful, like Mm -hmm. doing and being able to ask them the questions and see kind of how they answer, like even coming into that position with, where they don't know the questions and then asking them those questions and seeing like, is the way I'm asking it too intimidating? I know what they're like when they feel comfortable. Do I think that they feel comfortable? Um, and even talk and having like a debrief afterwards. I think that could be really helpful if you're someone who has not conducted interviews before. And even if you're someone who has, but somehow you keep losing people after the interview stage. Hmm. Like I know people who have, who feel like, you know, we're presenting a really great front and we're doing this and then they keep losing people after the interview stage. Well, hmm. something's going wrong. So asking a key staff member, if you can interview them, that'd be great. Another option would be to ask someone else like a peer or someone else who's working on this as well, because they might have the rubric and be like, well, here, this is the things where you're doing what you're doing wrong. And this hmm. is the things that you're doing right. Um, you really didn't make me feel comfortable. And also when you were talking about your job and your company, you didn't seem too excited about it and mm. you were putting yourself down a lot. Mm. You know, it's interesting. We've mentioned in previous podcasts, we'll keep making it here. Preparation, preparation, preparation. Do the work up front. Don't wing it. You're trying to find good employees, especially in this job market. They're interviewing you as much as you're interviewing them, perhaps. So you need to take the extra time. Once again, this extra time may be one, only one or two hours. But what amazing time that would be spent if you really get the person you want, which is great. And in all this, let's bring it up again before we get to some specifics interviewing. It's all about your ideal candidate profile. So let's emphasize this again. Maybe someone hasn't listened to the other podcasts. How important is it to keep reminding yourself to structure the questions you want to ask around the work you've done 
in the ideal candidate profile, what should be represented in the job description of the ad you put out? Yeah, so I, I think that really comes down to, I was trying to think about an, an easy example um, of how that would go wrong. But if you were to write a, um, if I were to write an email and send it, send it to any of you business owners and assume that you're owning a corporate like a, a big corporate company and write it in that way that I'm writing to like Nestle as an example, that's not going to fly well with you. And so I think what you need to understand is that you want to send that message or that ad or whatever communication that you're doing, those questions that you're writing, you want to be writing them to that person. You don't want to be writing them to someone who is the finance manager at Nestle, because if you're hiring for an administrative assistant, at your company, they probably are not the same as the finance manager at Nestle. Mm. They're going to be totally different people and how you communicate with them will be totally different. And the questions you ask them about their past experience, even about anything really will be quite different because that doesn't work for them. So if you do anything that's not back to your ideal, ideal candidate profile, you're going to be completely off base. Mm. And you'll also then the ideal candidate profile also gives you the case of, so when people, whatever people respond with, whatever their answer is to that question, you can put that against that profile and say, do they feel like this person or do they not? Hmm. And that can be really helpful as well. Okay. So once again, we keep talking about this, we'll keep bringing it up. Do the work. Who's your ideal candidate? What are you actually looking for? What are the barriers and what are the non-barriers? And you don't want to restrict people on this piece. So, okay. So in this, we have a great interview question guide, which is amazing. And it outlines three categories of questions that you want to ask. We want to talk through what are the base interview questions? Then secondly, what are the role specific questions? And then thirdly, what are the applicant specific questions? And in this, we recommend that you have a plethora of questions. You won't use them all per se, but you've thought through a number. So really let's begin. Uh, base interview questions. And even as I talk about that, boy, Deliberate You has two amazing uh, documents on this piece. Maybe you want to talk about those two documents, how we can look at this. Yeah, awesome. So yeah, so I, what I would start with is the base interview questions should really take up most of that interview if we're really going back to what are, what, what are we looking for at, here at Deliberate You, we're looking for someone who's a wholehearted team member. We've talked about this a few times, not on the podcast, but if you've been around with Deliberate You for a bit, we've talked about this idea of a wholehearted team member. So one of the things that we're going after in those base interview questions is that idea of a wholehearted team member. And it's going back to the best indicator of how someone will act is the way they acted in the past. So those are all those behavioral interview questions. Then when we get to more role-specific questions, that is really around what is their experience, asking them about that, and then how they might fit. And the applicant-specific questions are, again, around, well, a bit different. They're more around what things came up in, in previous uh, areas. So let's start with the base interview questions, though. So the wholehearted, we have two documents. One is the wholehearted teams interview guide. And the other one is called the deliberate interviewer. Okay. Now the wholehearted teams interview guide is, I think, really, really cool. Because we went and we took the three elements of a wholehearted team member, which is integrity, teachability, 
and hustle. Hustle, make and, her happen, team. Make her happen. Mm -hmm. I love it. And we have a bunch of questions for each of those. And then we tell you what you're looking for okay. in the answer. So instead of you guessing like, okay, I'm just going to take this question, describe a situation where you ran into a roadblock that kept you from accomplishing a goal and how did you deal with it? Well, without the insight, you might not look for someone who is going to own the income, uh, own the outcome, <laughs> own the income, but own the outcome. So what would owning the outcome look like? We literally describe that and we say, did they put their hand up and ask for help? Did they work hard to get around the roadblock or did they just sit back and wait for someone else? Mm -hmm. This is one of our examples of, it could be also a hustle thing, but we put this into integrity. Are they owning what they said they were going to do, right? Are they doing what they say they will do or are they not? Mm -hmm. So trustworthy people really don't want to miss deadlines or disappoint people. So we want someone who has integrity, who will do what they say they will do, Let's ask them this question. And now we know what our rubric is to mark them against. Like, what are we looking for? And, and we can see if they sorry, give us that. And under integrity, I see we have actually seven questions. Once again, you may not ask all these questions, but it's defining what's integrity look like. And it's giving you questions. And once again, if you're a delivery client, you have access to this um, in our master's mind toolbox. So please make sure you leverage that. But I love how this looks like, Bria. Here's the question. But as you hear for the answer, here's what you're actually looking for. And it guides the journey, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like how we put this one together just with giving the insight. So then you can really, it takes all the guesswork out. Right. Mm -hmm. And the second one that we have is the deliberate interviewer. And that is an even bigger question bank. That's how I would describe it. There are things all over the map in terms of like what kind of um, questions and what kind of, um, I'd say competencies you could look for. There's things about teamwork. There's things about, um, i trying to think. Do you have it up there, Matt? Yeah, there's all kinds of categories here. So it's um, all around attention to detail, self-motivation, problem solving, taking initiative, leadership and team skills, judgment, interpersonal skills. And every one of those categories has anywhere from eight to 12 questions to kind of pick through. Once again, there's probably 60 or 70 questions here. Which ones, I, my guess is the way I like to look at it is what questions in each category sound like the question you would ask and use those questions. These are just a kind of a great dumping. You're not going to ask them all, but how does it help you guide in those categories is my guess. Yeah, exactly. So which ones sound like questions you'd ask and which ones sound like questions that that ideal candidate would respond to? Hmm. Um, you don't need to put a whole lot of thought into that because if you're like, I'm not sure. That's okay. Which ones sound like what I would ask and what I'm looking for? And then I'll put those on all into my question bank. And really that interview comes down to a conversation, hmm. a getting to know someone and them getting to know you in the company. Hmm. So it doesn't need to be so stagnant of question, answer, question, answer. Hmm. Really what their answer to one question might guide you to a different question. Hmm might guide you to a different question that you have in your sheet or might guide you to another question that has come up in your mind. Okay. And you really want to follow that sort of intuition of, hmm, that's a question I want to further ask about that question that they just answered. So you is want it, to make sure that you're not rigid around how does that interview go 
and making sure you have to get those 15 questions done that you wrote down. So once this goes back to preparation, read these questions over a number of times, maybe kind of practice. Once again, if you don't do this often, don't, don't think you have to figure this out. Bring it and current staff members say, could you help me with this, spend an hour with me? And just use that time. If you do the preparation, you're better skilled to be natural and to find the person you want. So we can't emphasize that word enough. Preparation, preparation, preparation. Unless you're a professional human resources person who does two, three interviews a day for a living, uh, this is unique. So take the time for this. And if you need help, let us know. We'd love to help you with this. Mm-hmm. And those yeah. two guides, I love those two guides. Lots of questions, lots of pieces there. So this is the base interview questions. Who is this person? Who? What's their culture? What's their, What have they done? Who? What are they all about? And as you said, Bria, this is a big part of the interview for you as a person. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of what's their culture? What are they about? What have they done in the past? How do, will that impact how they will act at your company if they get a job? All those kinds of things. And and a lot of those those um, more behavioral interview questions are really great conversation starters. Mm. So it also helps them get comfortable and it helps you get to know them a little bit more in terms of, I've had people share very interesting things in the middle of an interview that I was very surprised by. And um, I think that we can't, that we can't, un- we can't overestimate that enough like that. It's just a conversation and we really want to uh, remove all the, fear around that Mm. and really open it up to how do we have this conversation well okay you as the interviewer have to relax and you have to help the interviewee to relax and so you have a really good conversation and you're representing your company in this whole process so so that's the base interview questions now we're going to role specific obviously they're coming to your company to do something specific and so what is what do we need to know about this role specific questions Bri? and what are you thinking about here yeah, so I think one of the things is that in, in a lot of these questions, you want to be aware of not asking a question twice, as in not asking okay. the same question that was asked in a different interview. Or if you're going to say that, like, let's, as an example, um, oftentimes in my phone screen, I will ask my values question again, but I will say, hey, I wanted, I was wondering if you had anything else to share around what you said in my values question, or I'll, I'll say something like, I noticed that you felt this sort of connection. Can you explain that further? Hmm. And so that would be the only instance where I'd like to maybe ask a question again. I really want to avoid that because what that perception out there is that then you haven't actually read what I wrote hmm. and I did all this work and you didn't care. Hmm. And so I want to make sure that we don't have that. But if we get into role specific questions, the reason why I think that that's important is because you're kind of filling in gaps here. Okay, okay. You want to make sure that you have the questions of the uh, from the screen um, when you're creating this list of questions, and so then you don't have an overlap. Um, but what you're really looking for here is things like, let's say it's an outdoors job. What do you like about working outdoors? Kind of what's your experience working outdoors? Or say they have a similar... Like some of them, we're, we're looking for like experience outdoors. Then we can ask them a, a question about their experience, right? So um, we could even put in a generic one, like what's your experience working as a, uh, 
office administrator or what's what does that look like and what do you like most about that mm-hmm. um things like that are helpful because you can pretty quickly see if they're going to like the job or not mm-hmm. and honestly if they're not going to like the job you don't want them there because they're not going to be excited mm-hmm. every day yeah. and they're just going to drag the rest of the team down um other ones could be like for some legitimate reasons there have been some people they have to ask like can they lift a certain heavy uh weight mm-hmm. and even asking people when we have that question of like do you have experience working in an environment where you have to lift regularly lift 50 pounds um you can ask that question in a way of asking you around their experience or just having that question of hey what's your experience around this um those things are really important what are those core competencies um i see that you have like let's say they you would ask them about having the mode of transportation to get to work i see that you have this mode of transportation um recently we've started doing more jobs that are farther away how do you feel about traveling for work? Like, let's say that's something that's new and you thought, hey, I should probably ask that. I had someone apply for an administrative uh, position that I had and we do events as well. And so we wanted them for event help and administrative. And I got talking to her on the phone. This wasn't an interview, but it was before the interview process and a similar question. And I found out pretty quickly that she thought traveling half an hour was too much travel. And I was like, okay, this already shows me that she's not really willing to put in the work, but that is a role specific question. We do need you to travel up to 45 minutes to events sometimes. So what does that look like? Is that something you're willing to do? So a lot of those things are um, the role specific questions and you'd want to ask those of everyone. Um, but yeah, those are the role-specific questions that I'd be looking at that way. I guess in many ways, you're taking your job description and you're taking the person's, let's say, resume, line them up, and kind of, it's the, the word you used was the competency piece. Can they, they may be a great culture fit, they may be a beautiful person, boy, I'd love to be with them. They're humorous and we get along well, but can they open a turn a computer on properly and type or, or do they know the finance piece, that's the role, whatever else. This is very... They have to be competent to do the actual specifics that we need them to do. Yeah. Uh, And even back to like filling in gaps, let's say you didn't think about how fast paced the environment at your office is. And then you're realizing, you know, our office is quite fast paced. Um, That's a question I should ask them about. And maybe that's something that you would have covered off in your base interview questions in terms of a behavioral question. But you could also add it here in role specific as well. So okay, okay. So we have base interview questions, a big part of it. We have those two documents, which are great. Role specific questions, once again, refer to the job description and specifically what they need to do. And once again, please make sure you ask the questions you want to ask. You want to make sure they can do these pieces. You really need them type at a certain speed or whatever else. That's important. Even, I guess today, this age, um, Bria, I want to throw this thing in there, whole area of hybrid working. And if a role specific question is, we need you actually on a call every three times a week at 8 a.m. for a certain meeting. And for whatever reason, they have to do other things. If that's a really requirement, make sure once again, what are the barriers and what are the nice to haves kind of thing right I think it's an important piece so very important to look at yeah yeah for sure making sure like just because you're working from home doesn't mean that we don't have specific times we need you 
and let's make that clear ahead of time so then neither of you are disappointed for sure for sure okay the third area though is simply we call it applicant specific questions so what do you what do you think about here obviously you've got a bunch of questions maybe this kind of just uh the overall category what else do you want to ask about this person but what are you thinking about when it comes to this category of applicant specific questions yeah so i guess what this one really looks at is um, really looking at all the pieces that you've had from each applicant. So what I like to do when I have an interview day, now it depends on how you're doing it. You might be doing with field staff often, we'll have interviews just randomly because we're trying to get each applicant through quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm doing a more of like an office or white collar role, I would have an interview day And before the interview day to prep, I make this whole booklet of all of my people that I'm interviewing, and I have all of their information in there. And then at the front of each person, actually, sorry, at the front of the whole book, I write down some of the questions that I've had about those people, Hmm. maybe some assumptions or even like little nigglings that are going on in my mind about, I wonder if they would be comfortable with this. Hmm. I wonder if this. And so anything that I have that way, I'm going to write it down. Now, obviously, legally speaking, there's certain things you cannot ask. Mm -hmm. And it's important to make sure that you consult someone on that and don't ask any of the questions that are discriminatory. Mm -hmm. But some questions are not discriminatory. And we didn't necessarily think of having them in our question book. Mm -hmm. But once we talk to someone, a certain name, whatever it is, then we realize we need those questions. And so I put those all in there so even if I'm not doing the interview people know what questions I have and then they have time to read through all of that applicant stuff even if it's just skimming it Mm -hmm. and then write down some of their questions as well because like there's you're doing yourself a disservice if you just use the questions that are from your interview package Mm -hmm. right you need to make sure that you get the right questions answered in the time even if you feel like you're like hmm I wonder if this is a stupid question. I don't think there's really such thing as a stupid question because if you have a question about it and you're making an assumption, you should voice it hmm. unless it's not legally okay. You know, I, I think of this category, I think about some things I've asked people in the past. Maybe it was a volunteer thing they did. It's on the resume. Maybe it never came up in the other interviews, but you just want to say, hey, tell me about that time where you were a lifeguard. I'm just curious as what you learned there. It may, they may not have brought it up, but it just might give you some bit more of a sense of who they are. It's applicant specific. The other thing I want to toss in here too is something I've always done, and I don't see a lot of people do this necessarily. If you're having more than one interview, let's say you, you think it's important, I highly suggest you contact the references f- first before the second interview. And we'll have another podcast on references because I'd like to see maybe something a reference says gives me a question, applicant specific, that I can now follow up on versus using a reference check as this tag on, I did my references, uh, they haven't killed anybody, so I guess they must be okay. I actually, if I'm doing two interviews, like to use the references and come back to the person. After all, they gave me the names and this lets me announce, hey, one of your references mentioned this. Can you tell me more about that? I don't know if you've had experience that, Bria, but I really appreciate that process. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I've experienced that as well. And I think that's super helpful because 
what we're looking at again is a whole person, mm. not just whatever they present on paper, whatever they present on the phone. So the more almost like 360 view that you can get of this person really helps you understand how they're going to respond in certain situations. Most likely, I mean, we all change and we all grow and we all learn, but what is their bent? What are they going to, what do they like? How do they, do they interact with other people? And how do other people experience them? Even if someone says something in a nice way, or like, it's like eloquently said, sometimes you can hear in a reference, something that maybe isn't as great, or maybe it's something great that you want to highlight and talk to them about more like a cool project they did or something like that. So yeah, super helpful in seeing the whole person. So once again, the interview process, probably the, maybe some of that, that uh, concerns people the most, but you, Everything you're doing in the recruitment process leads up to the interview, the actual conversation you're going to have with someone that will just help you decide whether you move forward or not. So such an important piece. Let me emphasize again, prepare, prepare, prepare. Take the time. If you don't do this often, find another staff member. Just practice. The extra hour or so you put in, I think you're going to really appreciate and you're going to present yourself well to the candidate who, once again, they're interviewing you as much as you're interviewing them, and they want to know they're making a good decision. So great stuff. Last comment, Bria, or we covered everything off from your perspective? I think we've mostly covered everything off, but just remember, be uh, calm, be confident in your company, and just create a really uh, wonderful environment where the uh, applicants feel really comfortable to share who they are. And um, then I think you'll do a great job. Once again, if you need any assistance, we'd love to come alongside you. If you have a client to deliver you, you know how to get a hold of us. Once again, deliberateyou.com for all things deliver you. Please take advantage of this entire series on the recruitment process. <laughs>